It's Monday. You know what time it is. It's FRPC Sports. It is your guy, Vince, on the air, and we are happy to be here. Um, first and foremost, we want to um, take this time to know that it is 9-11 and that there are people out there who have uh, lost family members. This is a, a real kind of reflective time in our country, and... Uh, I just wanted to take the time to acknowledge that, but we definitely have a lot to get to. I'm excited because it seems like we are back on regular schedule. And what I mean by that is that, so what you have become accustomed to, it'll be Monday hoops. Wednesday is going to be football because we had promised that we're going to allow the Monday game to be done, get some of the injury situations, um, in a sense, out of the way where we have a kind of a, a better a better picture of what is actually going on when it comes to Thursday games into uh, Sunday games, and also it's just like the midweek point. And then Friday, we hope to get back to the um, – like the Friday conversation, I think we're going to call it something else as far as that's concerned. Um, like, let it fly Friday. And what's going to happen on let it fly Friday at this point, there'll be topics at some point. It's just going to be like, it can be sports, it can be marble, it can be just news, it can be just anything really stupid. It will be on Friday um, right now, we actually might do some college football on Friday because I really need to get to this Colorado situation because it's awesome. And if I can't make time for it on Wednesday, I will definitely make time for it on Friday. So that is what we are talking about. But today it is hoops. We are back to normal schedule and we're going to be talking about all things hoops and we're going to get to... All of the FIBA stuff and everything like that, the fallout from it, there's a ton of it. We're also going to talk about, um, there, there was an injury by Luca. Going to talk about that. Um, there's a real important thing that we really need to talk about that came out earlier today. And it was something that I had talked about with Nico on several podcasts in regards to the owners being tired of the low management and something came out today and we're going to get to that as well. So let's run through it. First and foremost, <laughs> when did Dennis Schroeder become Darius Garland? I don't know if you checked out any of the FIBA. They've been on early uh, it has been a commitment to try to get to these things. But Dennis Schroeder in international play is like Darius Garland and like Allen Iverson like melded together. Yeah, he's been incredible. He has been an incredible international player for um, the Germans. And the here's the other thing with that is Brian Windhorst of the Hoop Collective uh, said something that was interesting to me. A lot of the other programs, the teams are together three, four, five years, or whatever the case may be. 
Now, here's here's the deal. I understand that we have a lot of talent. I understand we got a lot of stars. I understand we got a lot of dudes making a lot of money. And it's hard to give up your only free time to go play international basketball, right, for your nation. Can't we just roll the ball out every four years and win? We might start be we might be getting to a point where we can't. We might have to actually make a commitment if we really are going to prioritize our dominance in basketball. Because these teams are coming and they're not scared of the Americans anymore. Canada's it took a, a wild three-point shot to even get it into overtime for the third of for the bronze medal game. Um, so USA is not going to medal in the FIBA World Cup. They are bound for the Olympics. We don't have to worry about that. But there is a clear indication that the world has caught up to a point where if we don't take it seriously, if the United States guys don't take it personally, we could get cooked in the Olympics. So I just wanted to kind of bring it to your attention that this is out there. We know that Carl Anthony Towns is playing for the Dominican. We know what Spain looks like. We know Luca, and we know... Uh, we know Jokic, who didn't play because of the um, because of the uh, the NBA title. We know that these situations they have very formidable players. We got we got MVPs playing on other teams and things of this nature. We are not the dominant power that we used to be. I think we just need to say that. I think we need to own it. I think we need to just smell that, live it, taste it, and understand that whatever it is that's going on, if we continue to have this very, very cavalier attitude towards it, there's going to be a situation in the Olympics where we are heavy favored and we are going to get absolutely smoked. Keep in mind, Canada didn't even have Jamal Murray. Okay? Shea Gilgis Alexander played, he was the best player on the... uh, in FIBA. It was either him or Luca, one of the two. But Shea Gilgis Alexander um submitted himself as a as a real threat in international play. A couple other notes that we need to get ourselves like back in focus on. As soon as the as soon as the Americans got kicked out, right? As soon as everybody is out, all oh, you start seeing the tweets. LeBron is eyeing the twenty twenty four Olympics. You know, oh, Steph, I'm in. Durant, I'm in. And like I said, I get it. I get it. I am not. If I'm LeBron James, if I'm Steph Curry, if I'm some of these other guys. I'm probably not going to chill in the Philippines. No offense to the Philippines. Awesome country, whatever case may be. 
but I'm sure I'm not going to just show up for just the FIBA World Cup. I think we just need to do a better job with like our B and C teams. I think we need to have like a pool of players. Like, okay, if we have like 15 players that we are saying, these are our Olympians. Then we need to have like another 30 players. Right. And say, this is our developmental team. And those guys are the ones that commit to the FIBA world cup and the, whatever and this and that and all this and then you can start building continuity and whatever maybe you can throw a couple of these guys in with the Durants of the world or with whomever is going to play on the like the actual Olympic team that all of these things can be rectified here's the one thing that I did hear that I did not agree with and something that has been out there and I don't think a lot of people really uh, know this Grant Hill said, who was in charge of, like, the Olympic team, said that um, he's not going to press the guys for uh, commitment, you know, early on, three-, four-year commitment. He's not going to give them, like, a four-year window where you got to commit. Okay, maybe you do that with whomever, right? Like, if you want to throw out there, like, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or De'Aaron Fox or Devin Booker or John Moran or somebody like that, I can understand. You don't have to, you know, have those guys in there. Like I said, the dudes that have been in the league one to five years that are, like, you know, however you want to rate it, 16 rated 16 to 45 all those guys should be committed you know the next 30 americans should be committed and they should play in the FIBA world cups and what how you can get into the system because i'm sure there's a system that we want to run now do we want to stay flexible you know because god forbid oh if we get a commitment from you know, whomever. You know, obviously, if that guy is so talented, we're going to evolve the offense and around him. But until that time comes, we need to start taking this seriously. And we need to come up with a better way of doing it. I think these guys played hard. I think they tried real hard. I don't think this was an effort deal. It really wasn't. They got out-rebounded unmercifully. They were tiny. Austin Reeves should not be battling somebody 6'11", 265 pounds. This reminds me of the Lakers before the Westbrook trade where we had Pat Beverly guarding 6'9 dudes. Absolutely ridiculous. How is Austin supposed to compete with somebody who is outweighing him by 60 or 70 pounds? It's a strength issue. It's not a want issue. It's not a effort issue. It literally is a physics issue. In other news, uh, Luka Doncic. Looks like he is hurt. 
Um, there's a report that he has a knee injury or leg injury. Um, he says that it's quite bad, which is weird. And this is going to uh, hurt him throughout the season, I think. Let me uh, pull up the report real quick. Look at Donchitz. Look at Donchitz. Okay, <clears throat> I have it. This is according to Aaron Walsh. Luka Doncic told reporters Friday he continues to play through a leg injury that has bothered him since March. Speaking to the media in 2023 FIBA World Cup, Doncic says he's able to pay through the pain, but the injury is not okay. I do not know what to say, Doncha said. It's not okay. At the same time, I have to prepare for one more game and then a whole NBA season. He added, I'll play no matter what, even in the Olympics qualifiers, if I'm if only I'm healthy. So he initially it's a thigh injury. Um the MRI showed no damage, but he hasn't been able to rest on it. So, obviously, he's in a situation right now that he's just dealing with the lingering injury. Um, knowing that Dallas re-signed Kyrie Irving, and then they went out and drafted Derek Lively Jr. and uh, Omax, as far as that's concerned, uh they got Jaden Hardy, and hopefully Maxi Kleegler is back. This still is a team that is going to need Doncic to play well and be healthy and give them as many games as he possibly can throughout the year. So the great thing about Doncic is that he doesn't have to rely on what we would consider like the traditional athleticism. I think he's more athletic than people realize, but... I think if you're talking about explosion, explosive plays, that's not him. Um, Luca can plot along and get his 28 points and his, you know, eight nine assists and eight boards. You know, Luca is just that good. He's just a freak of nature in the sense of that you can't speed him up. And he plays at a certain pace, and there's nothing you can do about it. So it's a concern because Dallas doesn't have a margin for error that that they have had in the past. They don't have a lot of depth. And in this West, it's going to be a gauntlet. You know, I there's a, a pod that I'm also going to put out with this one. Today, in regards to Lakers, we were talking about uh, what they're doing with their team. But um, <clears throat> it's one of those things where you sit there and you go, this this sucks. This sucks for Luka. This sucks for Dallas because they're behind the eight ball already. And we haven't even started training camp. Now, there was a <laughs> there was a report that was like weird to me. And also now, and it's all all this is kind of based on the World Cup and whatever, and knowing what lineups Kerr put out there. I just want to drop this in 
for my Golden State Warriors fans out there. There's a report out there that CP3 might start in the backcourt. Okay. Um, Who's getting taken out of that starting lineup? Because it's Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevin Looney. That's the starting five. And to tell you the truth, when that starting five is together, it's one of the most dominant starting fives. Um, statistically, uh, last year, they didn't play a lot together because obviously uh, Andrew Wiggins had some personal issues that he had to deal with. Obviously, we monitoring Clay and, you know, Steph is a little bit older and Draymond's a little bit older. So, you know, they didn't play a lot together. But we are starting to hear rumors that CP3 is going to be in this starting lineup. Now, it was fun when the trade just happened. We could joke and talk about, oh, well, how is this going to work? And you're going to have CP3 and Steph in the backcourt. It does not work. They were small last year. Hint on see what has happened in the FIBA World Cup. They were small last year. And if you stick CP3, albeit a absolute Hall of Famer, albeit a great point guard, they're small. And they're going to get killed on the boards. And you just can't have it. So I don't know if this was just something they floated out there. But reputable sources have said. And like I say, let's get to training camp. Let's figure it out at training camp. Because right now, I, I, I just can't even be bothered with this. But I just wanted to throw it out there. So as we get closer and closer to training camp, this is something that FRPC will be monitoring to see if this is actually going to happen. Because to me, this makes no sense whatsoever. You may as well take 2023 and 2024 for the Golden State Warriors and just light it on fire if they're going to try to get 60-some-odd games out of Chris Paul in the starting lineup. And, like, I again, I will ask a question. Who are you taking out of that lineup? Is Clay coming off the bench? Clay got four rings. He going to look at CP3 and Blake. I don't – I have no idea why you're here. So that was also one of the little tidbits that came out this last week. Now, I've said this on probably maybe about five or six podcasts, but I'll go ahead and say it again. And this is for my Minnesota fans out there. When do we start in earnest the Anthony Edwards team-building situation so we can make it his team there's clear there's a clear cut like okay there's a packing order what have you now we made fun in the past in regards to some of the outlandish statements that Carl Anthony Towns has made over like the la- over the summer talking about he's changed the game how it was more impressive that their entrance into 
the playoffs was more uh, impactful than the Denver Nuggets actually winning the playoff, winning the uh, championship. So my my guys out here saying real wild stuff. Okay. So at some point, I asked a question: when when do we just turn it over to Anthony Edwards and allow my guy to flourish? Just asking questions over here. Asking questions. All right, let's get to the big piece of news that is out there. Um, Sham Sharania and others are reporting that the NBA, the league is pushing for stars to play in games this year. And I had made a comment and made some some uh some comments in prior podcasts if you go back and listen to the archive pods i said that there are owners out there who are absolutely tired of all of this low managing situation it hurts the tv product as well so you imagine on a on a random tuesday or wednesday you're turning on tnt you're turning on espn or the nba app and you're looking forward to seeing Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal play. And if you were under last year's rules, not saying that this is ratified yet, but this is what they're pushing for. And I'm sure they're going to get it before the end of the offseason, and I'll tell you why in a second. But last under last year's rules, all those guys could load manage and they can all be sitting with street clothes and everything like that, and it didn't matter. Even if it was a nationally televised game, they can all just break out, do whatever they want to do. Now what the NBA wants to do is, if you are an all-star, or if you're a star, and how they define it is this. If you made an all-NBA team in the last three years, or you made an all-star team in the last three years, you're a star. Okay, there, there's their definition. So what they're trying to do is, let's say, we'll take Phoenix, because Phoenix has a bunch of guys, right? Under the new rules is that you'd have KD, you'd have D-Book, and you'd have Bradley Bill. And let's say you wanted to low manage that game, I guess I guess one of those guys is 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 picking picking the long straw or whatever you know to sit out because they're going to want one guy per team to sit out so if you have two or if you have three that were all-star or all NBA within the last 3 years only one guy can sit out Now, the league has made all sorts of adjustments to try to limit the back-to-backs, the three games in four days, that sort of thing. Cut down on travel, or not cut, well, at least give you more time and recuperation to when you do get into the other NBA cities. But I told you, I told you, there are owners and there are higher-ups that are absolutely just pulling their hair out trying to get these guys to play now 
are they are the, these gentlemen are these stars investments 100% do you want to make sure your investment is ready for the most important time of the year 100% but do you want to make the regular season matter even less than it does now there's the rub there's the rub tv ratings people in stands merchandise sales uh you know food beer money all of these things this is where the bottom line is affected and if you're having a situation where all your guys are sitting out this could hurt you so the owners are ready or the governors however you want to put it they're ready to um, go ahead and really uh, dig in their heels on this. And I knew it was coming. I just knew. I had a feeling. Because you heard people just saying, this is ridiculous. Like, we don't know when this guy's going to play. Um, you know, why are they missing nationally televised games? Now, some of this is not the player's fault. Some of this is the training staff's issue. It How they have worked it is that you know, if they they have some of these monitors that are on the players and basically what it says, like if they are revving red, then we need to throw them back and give them a day off or whatever the case may be. That could be, in a sense, giving them practices off. It could be giving them games off. It could be a lot of things, but what we see more, more time than not is we see games missed. So... I don't know what you guys think about that. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up at FrontRunnerPC on Twitter or on X. I should start saying X. Start, you know what? It's not changing. It's just X now. Just seem weird to call it that. Still. <clears throat> and for those who were upset about, um, you know, the FIBA World Cup and and our, I don't know if you want to call it what our, our our performance was in the FIBA World Cup. Keep in mind, these are the dudes that sat out, right? And this is not even like a whole roster. Uh, Steph wasn't there. KD wasn't there. Jason Tatum wasn't there. Jalen Brown wasn't there. De'Aaron Fox wasn't there. Devin Booker wasn't there. And obviously, Ja is going through his 25-game uh, suspension. And working out and posting IG videos talking about the comeback season is uh, in full effect. So, there's that. Now, I hate to end on a story like this, but uh, we will. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. of the Houston Rockets was arrested early this morning. He was Arrested for allegedly uh, assaulting his um, female companion. Um, per Jonathan Fagan of the Houston Chronicle, the 26-year-old woman sustained lacerations on her right side of her face and complaining of neck and uh, back pain. Now, what is also being reported by uh, Josh uh, Margolin and Aaron Kosersky is that KVJ was locked out of his uh, hotel room in the wee hours of Monday morning. 
because his female companion was upset that he was coming back so late in the uh, morning. In the morning, so my man was out late getting it in, partying, whatever case may be. I guess the girl was really upset about it, allegedly. And then, um, allegedly, he put hands on her, or she accidentally fell, or whatever. We're whatever's gonna happen here. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what happened. We don't have video. I'm just telling you, these are the reports. So do not shoot the messenger. But KBJ was arrested. Um, here's the problem. Here's the issue. Kevin Porter Jr. is an extremely talented young man. He's only 23 years of age. It seems like he's been in the NBA for so long. All right, let's go through the timeline. Um, Leading up to the 2019 NBA draft, he was quoted as saying that I'm one of the most talented players in the draft, but I have a lot of red flags in my character. So he's been told by uh, front office people. But he said that to reporters. Now, he didn't like disprove that or discredit that or say this is this is asinine or whatever case. He didn't do any of that. He just said, this is what it is. This is what I'm telling you. And, you know, you deal with this however you want to deal with it. Then we get to 2021. And in Cleveland, he has a verbal altercation with Kobe Altman. Um, There was also reports, allegedly, there was, like, food thrown at Kobe Altman. Flipping over catering, that sort of thing. And then he was traded to Houston. Now, here's the thing: uh, Bernie JV Big Staff was on that on that staff, or was yeah, was he on that staff? There was I, no Silas. It was I think Steven Silas. No, it was Baker Staff. Baker Staff was on that staff. Called Silas, said, "Hey, listen, he's a good dude. He runs hot. I think you should take a chance on him." They got him with John Lucas. Everybody knows that John Lucas is like the patron saint of wayward souls for the NBA. And then if you want to rehab your image, that's who you go to. So he's going to Houston, clean slate. They're a young team. They're starting all over, whatever the case may be. You got Jalen Green in the building. You got all these kids in the building. And then you got this mercurial talent in Kevin Porter Jr., who is providing some leadership and also just kind of a stability to play. Because here's the one thing, again, I will say, Kevin Porter Jr. is phenomenally talented. There's certain things he can't do. I don't think he's a great point guard, but if you're asking him to be like a two that can facilitate every once in a while, I think he can do that. Now, in last year, 2022, KPJ leaves the game. He had got into some sort of disagreement in the huddle. Coaches tried to calm him down. He got mad, had an altercation in the locker room, left the game, like left at halftime. Now, 
In the past, Nico has said that he immediately called in and said, hey, that wasn't the right way to handle that situation, all this other, and, you know, you know, I need to handle my situation a little bit better, all this other type of stuff. Now, yes, did he do the right thing by calling in? Yes. Did he do the wrong thing by leaving? Yes. And these are the issues that you continue to have with Kevin Porter Jr. So now my question is this. He is now on a team who has 20 players. The Houston Rockets currently have 20 players on their roster. People are going to have to get traded. People are going to have to get cut. People are going to be in not the same situation they were in last year. Oh, by the way, we got Amen Thompson coming through. Um, Jabari Smith Jr. played well in Summer League. Oh, by the way, Cam Whitmore is a beast. So there are some odd man out type situations about to happen in Houston. And I wonder if if Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be one of them. This was always going to be the concern. He runs hot. And can you deal with that? Or do you have the infrastructure to maybe quell that? Is there a way that you can diffuse that uh, Kevin Porter Jr. running hot? Because it's only a detriment to him. He's only hurting his own earning potential. It's not, yes, this young lady who, again, we don't know if he put hands on her. That's what it looks like if you kind of, you know, Occam's razor, you deal with whatever you need to deal with. I know there's some people out there saying like, well, she, he brought her there. He makes the money, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know about all that. I, I just don't. All I know is that she was upset because obviously there was some sort of understanding that you are not supposed to come home at 630 in the morning. So she was hot about that. He was hot about not getting into his hotel room. So you got two emotional people dealing with one another and nobody is trying to de-escalate the situation. Obviously, this is a powder keg of nonsense. This is what's going to happen, right? But it just continues to happen to Kevin Porter Jr. Now, I know there are other guys out there that do stuff and get in trouble or whatever, but it's like every single year, with this guy. And we are now in year five. This is going to be year five. And it's just every year there's something. There's something. <clears throat> I don't know if he'll be out the league or anything like that. I don't think so. I think it'll have to be a little more drastic. But I think his his chances are starting to dwindle. I would not be surprised in the least if if there's an, another pretty serious episode then people would just go, you know what? And this is where Adam Silver can step in and say, hey man, you're suspended from all basketball activities for six months. And by the way, we don't know what's coming down off of that. We, we have just gotten a report that 
he has been arrested for allegedly assaulting this 26-year-old woman. So what we will say is that we hope that cooler heads prevail in on both parties. We hope that the truth comes out. We hope that everybody is safe. We hope that everybody can um, apologize to one another and, and treat each other with some uh, dignity and respect. But at the end of the day, it's Kevin Porter Jr.'s name out there again. And that's the thing that he has to understand. And that's the thing that I've been screaming about with Ja. Is that, Ja, listen, bro, I understand that you want to get out there and, and do your thing. And that's cool. All I'm saying is do not get caught up. Don't have your boys, like, just egging you on to do stuff. Don't have people around you who are hitting teenagers. Because your name goes on it. Not theirs. Yours. Oh, Jaws in trouble again. Kevin Porter Jr. is in trouble again. Oh, my God. Because as soon as I saw the report, I was like, oh, no, not again. That was the first reaction I had when I saw this report about Kevin Porter Jr. was like, oh, no, not again. You know, with Zion Williams, Williamson. Oh, no, not again. So, again... We hope that everything gets cleared up. We hope that this is um, taken care of and he can get back on track and playing basketball basketball and all of that. But at the end of the day, the first and foremost thing we need is we need like a more like chilled out Kevin Porter Jr. Now, the other thing that people will say to that, well, this is what drives him this is how he fuels himself to become the player that he is keep in mind also they had him running the point and he really wasn't good at it as far as that's concerned and kind of wanted to do it his way no offense to him but right now we're gonna need a little more humility Right now, we're going to need a little more like, okay, I need to throttle it down a little bit. I need to, the chip got to be a little less prominent on my shoulder. I got to be a, a kinder, gentler Kevin Porter Jr. These are the things that he has to work out. And actually, as we're about to close this show out, Sean, Sean Sharana reports that Tristan Thompson has finalized a deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was uh, with the Lakers uh, for their playoff run at the end of last year, but it looks like he is going home to Cleveland. Uh, So that is there. He's there to provide leadership and front court depth to uh, the the Mobley brothers and Jared Allen. So there is that. All right. So again, we are done with today's show. I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Uh, Remember to follow on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we do have the YouTube channel. 
I need to put up some stuff. I have a lot of stuff that I need to put up. Some will come from today as well. And um, I got a scorching hot take about DeMar Hamlin, actually, that I need to put up. So I'm going to put that up today, too. So keep a look out that. Keep a look out on that for the YouTube page that that is blowing up. So I want to thank everybody for dropping by on that. Again, we really appreciate your support. But the one thing we do need is we need subscriptions. We need you to subscribe. We need you to like. And we need you to comment. Because here's the thing. I, myself personally, would love to speak with you. And if... The other thing is this, is that so far, the comments that have come in, I've been able to pretty much answer all of them. So right now, I have the time to answer these. As we get bigger and grow, it's going to be harder. (laughs) You know, it's going to be harder for me to answer those. But I do appreciate everybody. I do appreciate... um, Everybody checking in on on both platforms, the podcast and the clips on YouTube. And we'll be back on this feed Wednesday, and that will be the football feed. We will, I think how we're going to pace it out, we're going to give you kind of like the three three to five big things that happened over the weekend. We're going to give you a little fantasy, and we're going to do the picks for uh your football as far as that's concerned now we didn't do picks last week that's my bad back was killing me oh by the way i didn't tell you and let's go ahead and finish off the podcast like this it's it's monday we chilling it's 9 11 we you know it's a lot going on right but what we do have to say we have to say this nico is in the la la Nico went to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers Miami Dolphins game yesterday. We have we have broken bread together, Nico and I, and it's good to have my man in the la la enjoying his honeymoon with his blushing bride Shannon, and it was good to see her. So we are welcoming our Canadian brethren to Los Angeles, and they are. Uh, partaking in a lot of stuff. You know, they did the in and out. He has critiques on it. People of Los Angeles are going to be mad about how he feels about in and out burger. I have no skin in the game because I don't eat red meat. So it's all good. But I just wanted to give that report. There has been a Nico and Vince meeting. We have broken bread. We watched some football together hung out, chilled, met Shannon. It was great. I had a good time. I hope they had a good time. My wife was here talking to Shannon. Everybody was just doing it big. So there it is. So we're done for Monday. Again, keep in mind, Wednesday, football, strategically put, allows Monday's game to get out the way. It also allows us to talk about the week ahead and Thursday has not happened yet. So that's the reason for we're moving the football to Wednesday. Now you we've we've gone real heavy on football for like the last two or three weeks. 
this is what the normal schedule is going to look like. So I know there's been a lot of upheaval. So if you're coming in on the back end of this right now, you're going like, what the hell is going on? There's a lot going on. There was basketball heavy, and then football came up, and whatever case may be. But this is it. This is where we are. This is what we're doing. So with that being said, again, I thank everybody for checking in with us. It's so appreciated. You cannot even understand the joy I get from doing this for you guys. And we will see you on Wednesday. And uh, again, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on the YouTube channels. Leave comments. Uh, if you have things that you would like us to talk about, please hit us up. We'd be more than happy to do so because content is king. And if it's content that you're looking for, I want to do it. So we'll see you guys on this feed on Wednesday. Peace.